Business banking shouldn't feel like another transaction. UMass 5's Commercial Services Division is comprised of business owners. So when it's time to make crucial decisions, we're ready with advice drawn from hands-on experience. Contact Jeff Simpson, CFA, at 413-256-5560 or visit umass5.coop slash business. Hello, and welcome to Business Talk, presented by Business West and Living Local. And brought to you by UMass 5's Commercial Services Division. Hi, I'm Chris Kellogg from the Kellogg Crew Morning Show on 94.7 WMAS. And here is your host for this episode of Business Talk. He's a recovering entrepreneur and consultant to small businesses and nonprofit organizations. Here is Tom Fox. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Business Talk. This week, we're joined by Trisha Canavan, who's the president at United Personnel Services, which is an employment firm in Springfield and has other locations around Pioneer Valley. Welcome to the show. Thanks so much, Tom. I'm happy to be here. Well, I'm happy to have you. It's a gorgeous day outside, and, you know, at least we got you not playing hooky. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, I was looking forward to having you on the show. You know, we with Business West, when we were collaborating with them about people we wanted to talk to, your firm has been really active in, in helping people find employment, I mean, for decades. Um, and wanted to get your perspective on, first of all, you know, you're, you're a business owner yourself, you know, how things have been through COVID. And then, you know, also some conversation about how are things in the job market locally? So it's a lot to, to address in our time frame, but I figured, uh, you know, a good thing to address for people that are, you know, unemployment numbers came out today and we're recording this for next week. Uh, and there was like, oh, I think they said over another million people had filed. Um, so there's a lot of challenges out there. Well, what has been your perspective on some of this? So thanks for the opportunity. You know, I think um, we're deeply immersed both in how things are going for the business community because we are a business to business service, but also, you know, our, our other set of customers are our candidates, the people that we place. So we're very, also very involved in workforce development um, and helping people get to work. So we kind of see the answer to this question from both sides. Mm-hmm. Um, I think as a business owner, uh, the spring has been very, very difficult, like for most businesses, um, you know, because we are a business to business company. Um, when businesses are shut down, obviously that that's very challenging for us. And, and we've been working to navigate the uh, challenges of operating under the new rules related to public health um, while being very cognizant of the needs of both our customers and our candidates and our employees. Um, We've been really pleased with the partnership that we have had with many of our customers and their willingness to be agile in adapting to the new requirements of the current state. Um, I think from an employment perspective, It's interesting, you know, I think many, many people have lost their jobs either through layoff or furlough during this time or they're working reduced schedules and and that is very challenging. At the same time, what we see is that there is a tremendous need for people to go back to work. Um, Talking to you today, we have 250 open positions throughout uh, Western Mass and Northern Connecticut and recruitment is extremely difficult. Um, you know, prior to the pandemic, we were recruiting in a labor market that was, you know, more or less full employment. Obviously, there were variations based upon what city you were in or what town. But in Massachusetts, um, we were at under full employment, right, which is 
traditionally from a recruiting perspective considered very difficult as most people are working and, and trying to recruit people is hard. But um, this labor market is unlike anything anyone's seen in our lifetime, I don't think. Um, you know, there are a lot of reasons why people that are out of the employment market are holding themselves back from re-entering work. And there are a lot of really good reasons for that. Um, but at the same time, you know, I think that our economy will continue to be severely impacted as people stay out of the workforce. Um, and again, I understand why many of those reasons, but um, it does make it very challenging as companies are seeking and organizations are seeking to resume full operations to not be able to bring back the employees that we need, whether they're full-time employees or seasonal employees. Um, you know, a lot of the jobs that we have available right now are contract to hire positions, which are great opportunities for folks. Um, but again, just the recruitment has been extremely challenging. So when, when you say people have good reasons for staying out of work right now, are these concerns because of COVID-19? Is this also, could it also be a byproduct of the, um, the additional funds available for employment? Is it a mixture of that? Yeah, I, I think it's absolutely a mixture. Um, you know, again, I think some of the reasons that we're hearing from former employees that were trying to return back to the workforce is that um, they may have health concerns, you know, mm. whether they have a health condition that makes them highly vulnerable to COVID-19 um, or they're just generally fearful about bringing it home. They have a loved one with a health condition. So that's one thing that we're hearing. Um, the childcare situation is extremely difficult at present. And I anticipate will continue to be, um, you know, even if schools or when schools reopen, you know, I think it's going to be on a limited schedule. So we're, we're looking at really putting together a robust, a robust part-time work, um, program because we think parents and, and others who may have a need to be home on a periodic basis or a part-time basis, I think we're going to need to do that. So that's something new that we're exploring with some of our customers. Uh, again, we're trying to be very agile in responding to what people need. Um, and I, I think, you know, the federal unemployment uh, supplement of the $600 a week, that is a reason why people are staying home as well. You know, I mean, if you do the math and, and annualize what that $600 a week means in addition to unemployment, roughly you end up on an annualized basis that income is between 60 and $62,000 a year. So if you have someone that was making 40 or $50,000 a year or $30,000 a year um, when they were working and they have the opportunity now to be, you know, at home safe, protecting their family, taking care of their kids, whatever it might be, you certainly can understand that decision-making. I, I think people make economic decisions that are smart for themselves and their families, and I, I understand that. Yet at the same time, um, the economy is stumbling, I think, and, and those stumbles are exacerbated because we, we can't get enough people back to work. I mean, we one of our customers that was seeking to reopen had to put off their reopening by a month because they couldn't get to critical mass of, of their own employees to come back. And, and again, the reasons are really good. I, I yeah. do understand them, but um, it is very, very challenging uh, from that regard. So it's weird. We have this challenge of there are people who want work um, and, and are seeking work and can't maybe find the right thing for themselves and they're worried about the future. Yet at the same time, there are a lot of jobs available um, and it's tough to engage with enough candidates to, to fill those jobs. 
is some recruiters I've talked to um, stated, you know, it also, you know, another difference that they see too is now they are inundated with uh, candidates for certain roles as well. Whereas maybe they get 50, they're getting 200, mm. you know, for some roles. Is it, do you see situations like that perhaps growing or, or I guess let me ask it a different way. As you're talking to your business customers, are they starting to realize that they can do more with less of a workforce? So I think there's a two part answer, answer to that question. Um, I think for, um, our technical roles or our executive roles, we are seeing a lot of people applying, um, you know, and I think, for the more entry-level positions is where we see more difficulty in getting people to work because of that financial dynamic that I was describing earlier. You know, yeah. I can go to work and make $15 an hour or $20 an hour, or I can stay home. And, you know, as long as this federal supplement continues, I'm better off at home. And again, I, I totally understand that. Um, as it also allows people, as I said, to care for their families and, and whatever else they might need to do. You know, so I think, um, you know, we see that dynamic. And then in terms of businesses being able to do more than with less, you know, I, I don't I don't know if I know the answer to that question. I think that um, for entry level work, it's often difficult to do more with less because it can be very labor intensive. Um, I think for more executive or, or more professional types of positions. I mean, the work still remains. I think people are working differently. I, I do not expect mm. that. I think I'm, I'm worried about commercial real estate, frankly, you know, I think oh. that we'll be, that was a topic we talked about too. Yeah. 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 I mean, I think that, um, for like for our company, we've had, uh, our team members have been requesting remote work for a long time. Um, and we had a very limited work from home policy because my feeling has always been, um, you know, we, we are better as a team and, and sort of those organic connections that happen that are unplanned, these spontaneous connections that we make with each other, make us a stronger company. And I still believe that, but what this pandemic has taught me is we can function and we can be effective with more of a remote workforce. So I think that we'll see those types of changes when people have the ability to work remotely, I think that that will continue. But for us um, as a company, I guess that's what I can speak to the best. We're finding that uh, it's actually a little more time consuming to recruit completely remotely. Um, we had always mm. utilized you know, Skype and FaceTime to interview candidates that were out of our geographic area. But now everything that we're doing is remote. We're, you know, all of our onboarding is remote. So paperwork, orientation, um, some training, all of it is remote and, and we are finding it more time consuming. So um, I'm not sure that we'll be able to do more with less. And I, I would suspect that there may be some efficiencies gained, but I don't, I don't, I think the change that we'll see in the workforce will be, you know, that there'll be more freedom to be, if you have the opportunity to work in a way that's not place-based, you know, obviously, mm. Um, if you work in manufacturing on the assembly line, you can't do that from home. It just, it's not possible. But for those of us that are fortunate enough that there is that flexibility, I think we'll see a lot more of that going forward, even post pandemic. Well, folks, we're talking to Trish Canavan. She's the president of United Personnel. 
And the business talk is brought to you by UMass 5 Federal Credit Union, their commercial services division. We appreciate their support in bringing these stories to the community. And, you know, Trish, you, you mentioned something, and this was a topic that came up a couple of times in our podcast. It's commercial real estate. Mm-hmm. Even if you go downtown Springfield right now, I think they say maybe not maybe 40 to 50% of the workforce is back in, you know, the main towers, the people working down there. And it's, it has an impact on the local businesses, too. Not a lot of foot traffic, whatever it may be. Is, yeah, no. Yeah. And you, you know, and as you shared, you know, you see that change. Have you, I guess the peers that you've talked to, I get, I've done leadership development in the past and I've talked to a variety of leaders. The ones that I've seen to have the most difficult are the command and control leaders. The mm-hmm. ones that don't believe that if you ain't sitting in front of me, I don't know that you're working. Right. And, and you know, what, what advice, if any, do you have to give to folks, to leaders that might be struggling with, you know, I understand people have to work from home right now, but I don't know about the long term from that. Will that be a challenge for them to recruit in the future if they don't offer that type of oh, I, uh, I think, option? Yeah, I think for sure. And I think for those that offered no um, remote work prior to the pandemic, it already was a challenge for them. Because when you think about competing for talent, you need to put together not just a compensation and benefits package that's most attractive, but also a work-life balance package that's very attractive. Um, And I think particularly, you know, we look at some of the maybe stereotypes of different generations in the workforce, but, you know, I think that there is some truth to, you know, millennial um, employees or uh, the employees coming up behind them, the recent college graduates, they do want more flexibility. And so even prior to the pandemic, if you were offering no remote work, I think that that was detrimental to your recruitment and retention efforts for your employees. Mm. You know, in terms of managing in this environment, um, you know, there's, there's a lot of, a lot of trust and a lot of autonomy that's given to employees. And, you know, it's interesting because I have long sought to bring United personnel to a point where, you know, I don't care where you're working kind of or sort of what you're doing at any particular time, as long as you're producing the results and the work is getting done. You know, it's, I've tried to drive the company to that point. Um, and this pandemic has really, has really accelerated that. Um, and I think that what we're finding is that a, you know, when you have a good team, people rally and they understand and, and you do have to trust, like, I, I truly don't care if someone, needs to run to drop their kid, you know, somewhere or whatever, or needs to run to the drugstore or whatever, whatever they need to do during the day. I think that you need to trust that they're going to get the work done. But I think that there also is a piece of verification to that, right? So, you know, we know what the goals are and we define them as a team on a weekly and daily basis. And then we know if we're hitting the goal, right? So I think that for people who are really concerned about if I can't see you, I don't know whether you're working. I think it's a shift in the way that you evaluate success. And it is definition of goals and tracking progress to goals. And, and you know, I think recognizing that this can be a weekly thing and giving people a little bit of autonomy to make decisions about when they're going to get that done, particularly for, for families that have kids at home, especially little kids. Like it may be that your successful employee may need to work 5am to 8am and 7pm to 11pm, you know, and as long as there's not a coverage issue during traditional work hours, if they can do that and you can get the results you need more power to everybody, you know, 
something that I've thought of for a long time is that I think that we as a society fail to recognize the need of working parents or those who have needs to balance work-life things, whether it's children or aging parents or I'm pursuing my PhD or whatever. And I think the companies that figure out how to make that possible will have a huge recruitment advantage and a huge retention advantage um, because you'll have the loyalty of your employees. You know, I think you, you, you alluded to it earlier, generational in many contexts. You know, I grew up with my grandparents. You know, my grandfather was up at three in the morning out the door at four for work. And that was it. He's one of those people who said, I never took a sick day in my life. His, his remedy for getting it for when he had a cold was come home from work, drink a bottle of Irish whiskey, pass out, and get up in the morning and go to work again. I mean, that was it. Yeah. And, and the, world, the world of work has changed, to your point. We have, and let's be honest, as a society, we've changed, too. We have more children. We have more you know, things that command our attention. Um, and perhaps maybe it was time for us to catch up to uh, a work-life balance in, in that respect. And to your point, you know, COVID has really jump-started that whole – I mean, if you didn't want to do it in the past, you had no choice. Well, that's it. That and, it. and how you chose to manage and engage your team in this environment, I think, will speak to your long-term success or failure. Um, so, yeah, I think it, it's, I am very persuaded by, you know, I've, I've read and heard various commentators say, okay, so, so what is the opportunity for here? Not just the opportunity for us here, not just as businesses or organizations or municipalities or states, but for us as a society, let's get rid of some things that wasn't work that weren't working or that weren't particularly beneficial. Can we use this moment to reset on a variety of things. And I think taking that mindset into work as well as other areas of your life is, is really important and, and appreciating whatever silver lining you can find. And, and there's been so much loss during this difficult time. But I think in some cases there are silver linings. Like I'm, I'm spending a lot more time with my kids than I was before. And, and that's, I'm grateful for that, right? Yeah. So what are the good things that we can retain here? You know, I get to have lunch with my kids every day. That's pretty cool. <laughs> so <Yeah>. most of the time. <laughs> right. Um, so figuring out what are those things and how do we continue to to be productive. But I but I do think that we need to bring a realistic balance. I, I think, you know, I think we're in this situation for a while. Um, a couple of years probably at I think. I, I'm not a public health expert, obviously, but that's from everything that I read. And so I think the question is, how do we learn to live with this the best way that we can? And that is personally, that is at work, that is as an economy. Um, how do we balance the needs with our people and our employees? And, you know, we can't, we have to figure out a better way forward. And so I think things like, you know, we're really, really pleased that we have a couple of customers that are like, yeah, let's talk about part-time schedules because to do otherwise you'll have no employees, right? So you have to be agile and you have to be solutioning for the challenges that exist. That's great. Well, listen, Trish, I appreciate you coming on the show today and, and sharing, you know, a lot of, I was encouraged to hear, you know, especially how it seems like your team is trying to be innovative with your customers to help them you know, look at new ways to get people to work because to your you know, people I've spoken to and you know, people want to work. Um, it's just right now there's a, some uncertainty. There's economic uh, aspects at, at, at challenging them as well too. So really appreciate your perspective today. And like you shared, you said you had how many open positions, 250 or thereabouts? 
Yeah, we have 250 open jobs roughly today. And um, they can go to, where can they go to view those jobs? If someone's listening right now and they want to see some of those opportunities. Sure, they can go to unitedpersonnel.com um, and there's a job seekers tab or uh, button that they can click on to see what the jobs are or to apply. Um, yeah, we welcome. And even if people, you know, I think sometimes people may not have a good understanding of how a staffing service can help them in their job search. And, you know, even if people are curious, we're very, very happy to talk with them. Um, we're also offering significant referral bonuses to people. So, you know, if you have a student home for the summer that doesn't have a job, send them to us. We're happy to pay a referral bonus to even to people that don't work for us. So uh, we're trying to be very creative in, in reaching out to new audiences. And we're happy to talk to anyone that even thinks they might want to dip their toe in the water or explore opportunities with us. That's fantastic. And thank you very much for coming on the show brought to you by UMass Five College Federal Credit Union, their commercial services division. And we've been appreciative of their support to bring stories like this to the community. Again, Trisha, have a wonderful day. Enjoy lunch with your kids. Yeah, I will. Thanks <laughs> and, so much, Tom. You too. And shall we? <laughs> bye-bye. Right, bye-bye. Thanks again.